Cutthroat is my biological child, but Paige is definitely allowed to pick up that child from work. I mean, from school, you know, if, you know, Cutthroat's been bad at school, Paige is definitely on the list and she can right. pick. The school pick, has a list and it yeah. goes Lee Wyatt and then Paige it goes Paige. Can, yeah. you know, pick, pick the child up. <laughs> so and sometimes maybe it's better for Paige to yeah, pick the child up. Absolutely. My name is Wes Gibbons and welcome back to the Tungsten Originals podcast. You just heard part of my conversation with Lee White and Paige Peterson. They're in pre-production for Lee's senior thesis film, Cutthroat, which is about a runway model navigating the fashion industry by any means necessary. We discussed how they came to work together, Lee's inspiration for the script, and the most ambitious aspects of the project. There's a link to their Indiegogo campaign in the description of this episode. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy. Episode 40 of the Tungsten Originals podcast. Lee and Paige, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having us. Absolutely honored to be here. How's your weekend going? So far, so good. Yeah. Just been working a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Not Best Buy. <laughs> yeah. Best Buy. We're actually going to use this whole episode to talk about Lee's Best Buy career. Yikes. Which is about to take off, baby. <laughs> No, Lee, you've been on the podcast before a while ago, like before the summer. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it so. was spring quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So wow. many, many moons ago. Yeah. This forever ago. This is such ago. a long time ago. Yeah. This is episode 40, which is nuts. Mm-hmm. And I think you were like around 10 or something. Yeah. It was yeah, I think so. a very long time ago. So, you know, maybe people have already heard it and mm. learned about your life. But y'all are here to talk about your senior film, Cutthroat. Yes. Uh, which I definitely want to dive into later. But before, I still want to introduce you, um, introduce you both, and then we can, you know, fully dive into this this little project that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not little. Yeah. This we'll huge project. Absolutely. <laughs> this is a deep That was pool. a very producer thing to say. I appreciate that. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> that's, exactly. That's why I got her, man. Um, Lee, so you're directing, you're writing and directing this. Um, yeah. Tell us just a little bit about yourself for those who may maybe haven't heard that really fantastic episode of the podcast that they should definitely check out. Yeah. Um, if I do say so myself. I am uh, getting ready to engage in the senior thesis. Yep. Uh, like you said, uh, double major. Yeah. Not not a great idea, but in uh, film and performing arts, yeah, and it, yeah. it's genuinely kept me extremely busy as well yeah. as working outside of Best Buy, not Best Buy, but working outside of SCAD is yeah. what I meant to say. Um, feels like I've been at SCAD for forever, but I mean, it's um, been close, it's, <laughs> but you know, things are starting to pay off for it, and, right? Know, exactly, I'm starting to see a lot of the fruits of the labor that I've had. Yeah. I basically remove myself from trying to direct all the time and just try to learn every other mm-hmm. aspect of crew and working on different avenues of the set and different things like that. Yeah. And I feel like that's put me in a position where I can totally appreciate what's what's going on and better communicate with the actors and yeah. get a better performance overall. Because you, I mean, you do a lot of editing. Yeah. We yeah. had Newton on, Professor Newton, and you were his, like, he's an editing professor and you were his TA. Yeah, I was. So. Yeah, I, I'm extremely grateful for that. And I listened to that podcast and I recently spoke to him too. I was telling him that I was pretty I was pretty sure that I was going to know everything that he was going to say. But right, yeah. It was so so cool to find out new things about him mm-hmm. and 
in a way, it feels like it kind of brought me a little bit closer um, mm-hmm. to to knowing him a little bit, a little bit more. And yeah. Also, really appreciative of his opportunity of giving me the TA position, and You're right, yeah, allowed me to be in the software and learn a little bit more yeah, about totally. storytelling. Yeah. So, just real quick, I just thought of this: like, has learning those other crew positions made you a better director? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. much, uh, man. It's it's crazy because so if we're talking about editing, Newton will love this that <laughs> I'm going to bring up Walter Murch's uh, Rule Six, right? Um, which is I just learned you know, that. Yeah. 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 It's, <laughs> It's like it's like editing 101 once you're in film school. Yeah, I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's got a really cool way of making you see the big picture. And what I've started to do, and even with my writing, I start to write it as if I were actually editing it right. on the software. It's like you're following those rules in pre-production. Yeah, it's mm. it's super, super cool. And yeah. the way that it's affected all these different little things that I do, even yeah. when I'm a script supervisor on the set or mm. being an editor, lead editor, or assistant editor, mm. something like that. It, it's, it's molded different things. And mm. as a director, it's, like I said, allowed me to see the bigger picture Right, and I'm able to allow the opportunity for more collaboration and mm-hmm. actually step away and like get other people's opinions and things like that. It's very easy to get bogged down in a project if you feel like it's completely yours or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I think what makes a project even better is when you can kind of let it go and say that, you know, it's not just my project, it's someone else's project. Um, that's That's how I feel a lot about page actually right it's funny i was talking i was talking to my mom funny funny enough about the project and she was asking me she's like she she wasn't really getting like what i was saying about like our positions and what we are to the project and everything right so i was like so let's think about it this way like cutthroat is my biological child but Paige is definitely allowed to pick up that child from work. I mean, from school, you know, if, you know, Cutthroat's been bad at school, Paige is definitely on the list and she can right. pick. The school pick. has a list and it yeah. goes Lee Wyatt and then Paige it goes Paige. Can, yeah. you know, pick, pick the child up. <laughs> so and sometimes maybe it's better for Paige to yeah, pick the child up. Absolutely. You know, that's, and that was the best way I could. That's the best <laughs> metaphor. That was the best way I could describe it because, like, I remember, like, you know, being in trouble, and then my stepdad just like comes and gets me. Yeah, exactly. Or you're at the nurse, and it's like, please call my mom. My dad would yell at me for faking being sick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah, that's 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 how I would you know see it, and I think it's 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 so incredible to have someone like that. Yeah, who can you know people get burned out, mm-hmm. and you can't do your best work if you are, and you're trying to run on fumes. I know that it's very attractive to like do it all yourself, and like yeah you know, the marathon, but it's so, it's so nice to just have someone who can totally take the baton and just like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I feel like that is something, I, I don't know if that's something that's recently, like, I, I feel like that's associated with like the grind of the creative world. Yes. And you see these people like doing it alone and all this stuff. And it's presented as this, like, I have full creative freedom, but it sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's a collaborative industry. I mean, yeah. film is, I was in photography when I began, and it was yeah. a little bit stressful doing it all on my own. And then coming to film has been mm. a breath of fresh air and also a whole lot of weight on my shoulders. But right. to be able to rely on other people to do different aspects of the project mm-hmm. and bring their creativity into it, yeah. that's what makes it 
film. Yeah, and exactly. That's what makes it what I love. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, it's amazing that yeah. way. And I guess that's the trade-off is that you have other people to rely on, but then now you're being relied on as well. Mm-hmm. It's like that's the weight you were talking about. So That's the weight of being a producer. Right, exactly, which... Perfect segue. Paige, you are the first assistant director and the producer, which are two, you know, super small jobs. Don't really do too much. They don't really matter at all. <laughs> Actually, some of the most important jobs uh, on a film. What's your story? Where you come from? You said you start. I didn't know that you started as a photo. I did, yeah. Okay. Well, I started off as a little, a wee little girl in Jersey. Right. Um, I moved to Florida when I was 18, and okay. I did the whole regular community college route, got my AA, graduated like from that. Mm. It was now going into my third year of college, and I had no idea what I wanted to do. Right. But um, all my life, I had been passionate about photos, photography, editing, just capturing moments and all that, you know, cheesy, corny stuff that you do as a photographer. Right. So I went to Daytona State College as a photographer. Um, I got a Associates of Science in Photographic Technology. Hmm. Um, one of the classes I took was film. Oh. More so the equipment because it was a techno like it was a more technology based degree. So we okay. learned the equipment, a zoom recorder, you know, those lovely right. basics in film one oh one. Yeah. Or film one hundred. Yeah. And I just fell in love with the idea of telling a story instead of just capturing a moment, um, being able to bring anything you want to the screen, whether mm. you're writing or directing or producing or editing or even taking the video itself, which right. please don't ever put me behind a camera. That's not <laughs> that's not my realm anymore. Why is that? You know, it's crazy. I had such a big passion for photography like all my life and it's all I ever wanted to do. And then as soon as I got in the program and I learned, you know, the ins and outs of the equipment and I really um, went more towards studio photography, but Mm. I literally lost all motivation to do photography. I did not want to do it anymore. Mm. I think in my my mind, I think more on um, the left side of my brain, I'm more logically based. Gotcha. So in my mind, I'm like, this is horrible. I will never make any money. I have no backup plan. I'm going to end up on the street. I'm going to live with my mother. I am literally going to take photos and be like every other little girl on Facebook. Yeah hire me for my senior photos like I just didn't see myself in a world like that and I knew I wouldn't be successful beyond school unless I really tried and not that trying is bad of course if you want something you should definitely go for it and put in the most effort you possibly could but Mm -hmm. I feel like my effort could be applied elsewhere more efficiently Hmm. and being that I took that one film course um, it was more so the process of filming like we learned the recording the boom the cam op um, interviews how to interview how to be interviewed right although this is my first interview so please don't judge it um (laughs) we learned like the ins and outs of the technicality of photography and then video as well and after school i graduated a semester early being Mm. ahead of the game so i got at this point i have two degrees i moved back home for three months and i felt like a failure and in my life no one's ever held me to the standards that i do personally Mm. so i wanted to go above and beyond and go for more um i applied to a couple film schools did not expect to hear back from SCAD. Never even thought I'd have a consideration of coming here. I visited right. Savannah with my mom a couple times before, and we never even looked at SCAD. We were like, oh, cool, prestigious art college. Right, yeah. Um, it's but like, then, that would be cool. Yeah, it was yeah. great. I mean, I wanted to get into the FSU program, but unfortunately didn't apply in time. Hmm. Um, got into a couple others, and one of one of the schools kind of pushed me around a bit. And my mom's like, you know what? Just, just go to SCAD. And I was like, Okay. Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah, so I was super excited because I love moving. If I could move every six months, I would do it. I love it. I want to up and change all the time. Like, 
it's not it, it's <laughs> do you mean like the putting your shit in boxes yes. and really yes wow Granted, when that's I move why into you a place... are a producer all the questions are answered i'm weird we the I directors love... <laughs> lee and i are shaking our heads <laughs> lee actually helped me move out of my apartment yeah uh earlier this me. year <laughs> yeah really <laughs> yeah she would have been perfect apparently like, I, I love even, it. don't even have to pay her she just shows up and yeah, like when it. i have my apartment in daytona i would rearrange my apartment slash room at least twice a month you and my mother would get along really well we she need, loves redecorating if mom, if you're, she absolutely is all right let's hang out mom i'll give your pages number <laughs> what's funny is that uh when when i first came to your house once uh your room was set up in a way and then when i came the next time it was changed and you had actually painted that time. <laughs> oh, yes. Wow. I was very bored at looking at a nice gray wall because my computer falls against it. Right. So I bought a can of black paint. I sat there for like a solid day. Yeah. I taped off some crazy lines and I painted it black. And then the satisfaction of ripping away the paint, I was like, this yeah. is fun. And now I have a beautiful accent wall. And yeah. I've never loved sitting at my computer for 12 hours straight more. Wow. It's beautiful. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the producer life is the life for you. I mean, home, your home and your room is like your safe spot, and like for moving sure. around all the time. I mean, not having family and friends sometimes. I mean, mm -hmm. I've always made my home mine, and just the opportunity to be able to make it different everywhere I go, mm -hmm. whether or not that's in you know, I guess a reflection of where I'm at in my life or not. It's mm. just the freedom of a fresh space is great. Right. Like if my uh. laundry is in the laundry basket i will not do any work i have to do my laundry hmm. and then i'll sit down and i will produce cutthroat <laughs> so, gotcha yeah gotcha <laughs> I'm very... so if i want to sabotage the project i just come dump a bunch of laundry at your apartment <laughs> honestly that's going to be the big down that's our biggest problem we face here today is yeah. a messy room that Paige has to work in there you uh, go she's go figure she's a rock star i don't know, to, <laughs> I don't I don't know, know. what else to say I like order. Next. I guess. That's, I mean, that's a good, I mean, that's like the best <laughs> position to be in, yeah. you know? It's a blessing and a curse, I would yeah. say. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely rather you say like order than like, say you want to be a producer and, and say like, I love being disorganized because <laughs> that would be terrible. I love when my keyboard's on the other side of the room and right. I have to yeah. find it. That's like, just great. Oh, gosh. Mismatched socks. Yeah. <laughs> I shake. I shake. I freak out. It's crazy. When I was in high school, mismatched socks were like the trend. And now my uh, roommates make fun of me. I will sit there. First of all, I own like 70 pairs of socks. <laughs> and after my laundry, I will sit there and yeah. organize and bundle every pair of socks. Mm. They have to match. So wow. It's my life now. It's As I'm picturing like socks on the floor at my apartment. Yeah. That was, oh, oh my God, that brings up this. <laughs> Like, I'm just thinking uh, about how junky and everything. Yeah, this, this reminds me uh, of a story. Whenever we were working on Reconnection episode three, which we all worked on, mm -hmm. I directed the third episode. Lee was script souping, and you were just doing everything. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I was officially second AD, but I right. did. But a you lot. did much more than what a second AD does. This yeah. is true. <laughs> so we were sitting like we had this. I haven't, I haven't, I never fully told the story on the podcast about that location that dropped. And I'm not going to now because we would get heated and probably angry because it was a very, uh, it was a trying time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The reward was great. The reward was. was great. The reward was great. And we it learned was. a lot. But in the moment, boy, was it not fun. <laughs> but that's not even a good word. It was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But we're sitting in my bedroom at my old apartment. We're all sitting on my bed. It's like me, Lee, Seth. Seth, I think Michael, the Seth, the creator, was there. I think Michael, the DP, was there. And we're all just sitting there like, what do we do? Trying to actively figure this out. And, <laughs> like, I think 
maybe Kiara was going to make a call who was first AD and we were like waiting for her to finish it because that was going to like make the decision of what we were going to do. And so we're all just like sitting in my room in this weird limbo of like, all right, we've tried these certain options and we're waiting for this other option to, to, to like for us to hear back. And Lee, we're all just like sitting there and we're kind of quiet and Lee just like looks over and I've got a sock on the floor. <laughs> we weren't shooting in my apartment, but like that was like our HQ. And <laughs> the production office. Yeah, exactly. And like Lee just looks over and he goes, I have that same pair of socks. <laughs> you want to know something crazy? What? You're wearing them right now. <laughs> oh my God. Also, Wes, you what said that reveal. exactly as Lee would say that. Yeah. No, that's exactly how it was. And I just. You did that on purpose, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was wearing what them. And then you brought them up. And I was like, oh man, this is so great. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> full circle. It that's was, how you bring yeah. light to a bad situation. Exactly. That's what's so good about the crew we worked with. Yeah. Everyone was yeah. just amazing. Yeah. It was the perfect, like, reminder that like it's gonna be okay it's okay it's It's life it's fine and then it was and it was great it really is i mean there's hiccups on set and yeah yeah we always get through it and i'll I'll say that's what was so cool and that's what i think is so interesting is the problem solving aspect it's so so cool i call it live problem solving yeah it's so cool to see how like all the chess pieces move Mm-hmm. It's nice. Yeah, exactly. And, and chess it, is a hard game to play. Yes. <laughs> yeah. and, so, and film is even harder. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Which is why when it works, it's magical. Mm-hmm. Because the reward is fantastic. The reward is insane. Because since there are so many moving parts that it can be hard for them all to line up. But then when it does, it's like, this is, it's like otherworldly. It's it really just so is. incredible. Like, it's like a utopia come true and it's no yeah. longer unreachable. I mean, I'm pretty sure we all cried that night. At Rob. Yeah, I think so. It was just, yeah. it's such a beautiful oh, moment. Oh, I think so. No, I just remembered. I was bawling. I do remember, yeah. but you I crying had to cry made on me screen. cry, I will right. say. Yeah. It, it yeah. Made, watching you cry in the scenes actually made me cry. Oh, and good. as you good being director, you. you literally gave the entire crew the okay to go ahead and cry. That's a good point. So, yeah. we cry that we did, yes. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> the last shot we got was a crying shot of me. Yeah. And then... Uh, I was trying to say something heartfelt to Seth in front of the whole crew, and your boy broke down, and then everyone else broke down. Yeah. Yeah, you were the Wonder Man on that set. You acted and directed. Yeah. It was a time. See, not only one of us wears all the hats here, buddy. There you go. Um, Obviously, y'all have been working together for a while, Mm -hmm. Um, but before we, like, dive into the story of Cutthroat and, you know, your experiences with working on that, I'm curious how y'all met and how y'all started working together. I know, like, Reconnection was a big thing with bringing us all together. That's Mm -hmm. where I met Yuli. That's where I met you, Paige, back in episode one a year ago now. It was Mm -hmm. fall quarter last year. I didn't even meet you until episode two. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you weren't on episode Right. And because episode one, I was, like, barely even. I was, like, a little side character. Yeah, my, look my how involvement we've grown. ramped up. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was great how they switched up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. I met Lee as well on episode three. Three, yeah. Mm-hmm. We okay. met more recent than you and I, West. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So, Lee, whenever you were planning this, why ask Paige to be your AD slash producer? Well, as you guys pointed out on episode three, I didn't know exactly what everyone's position, what what they were doing, but. What I did know was Paige was doing this, and then Paige was doing that, mm-hmm. and then Paige was doing this, and right, then, and so I also all didn't know what her things. official title was. <laughs> and I was like, I really did it. I genuinely thought so. Here's what I originally thought: 
I thought you were a uh, set designer. Or okay. I thought you mm. were, you know, production designer. Because you were working with Reese really closely. I was. Yeah, who, was, we, who was the production designer? Helped fix or that set last scene there. Costume, whatever yeah. It was. yeah. Um, I, I don't really, I won't, I won't like even try to, you know, put like a, <laughs> a moniker on Paige because she was, <laughs> right. she was just doing everything. Yeah. And I remember that she, she just didn't really have any quit, and. Mm. I was I was really especially attracted when shit to that. hit the fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when it when it when I was crazy. triggered in like the best way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was ready. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that she was just running around and she was just accomplishing so many things. It was, it's it's one thing when you when you're out of sorts and you're just kind of running around and you're not solving anything. Right. That can be like with your head cut off type thing. Yeah, that mm. can be even more frustrating. Absolutely. But, she yeah. was it was productive mm -hmm. the more she the more she was trying to accomplish the more that more was she was getting done right and yeah it was it was insane so she without probably being totally aware of it she was really instrumental to a lot of things that were starting to come into place for episode three and i remember that and i think when i was trying to get everything together i had an idea for my first ad and then i changed it mm -hmm. um and it wasn't because you know you know i just didn't i, I wanted to give up or anything like that mm -hmm. it was just that um i was trying to see how i would even find page right. and because you're also one of those people that I feel like is always working on 14 projects. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a lie. <laughs> and I, I wasn't sure how I'd find her. And I and I mean that as a compliment, by the way. No, because I, I, I take it as a compliment that. because okay. That's what I strive to do. Apparently. Okay, perfect. I do a lot. No, absolutely. Um, I appreciate but it. But I think, I think that I reached out to Seth. Just like for advice on who to pick? Y no, I, I reached out to Seth specifically to ask Hey, do you have Paige's like contact info? Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I asked specifically, and then I started hunting through. Um, Seth didn't get back to me as soon as I wanted. Mm -hmm. um, he did eventually get back to me, but he didn't get back to me as soon as I wanted because I was like, I just wanted to do everything. Yeah, 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 of course, yeah. And so I was like freaking out, and then I remembered that Paige had emailed everyone because someone had lost their yeah, yeah, someone had lost their keys. Oh, and yeah. she had emailed, and I was like, oh, I have her email. <laughs> <laughs> also call sheets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did I, give out all the call sheets. You know, I I was like, you know, my mind wasn't totally He was working. on the most recent transaction. Yeah, you were following He doesn't worry about past purchases. Right. You know. Uh, and <laughs> so I was like, she emailed me. I was like, got her. Got <laughs> Bye. Hook, line, and sinker, you. baby. Target uh, locked. <laughs> and so I, I reached out to you. I think I... And you just said, got her. You said got you. Yeah. She's like, who is this? Right. And uh, I, I don't know if I texted or emailed you. It might have been both. Actually. I truly don't recall. Uh, but you texted her, and then you said, "Hey, just to follow up on that text." Yeah, I really emailed great. you as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I want to see it was. I want to say it was a text, and yeah. I was like, "Who? Who this?" Yeah. Because yeah. I had met you on episode three as yeah, Script right. Soup, and I literally remember referencing the the group photo, and I was like, "Oh, that was Lee." Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Sorry. and after that, it was, you know, it was just perfect. Yeah, it just mm -hmm. worked out. Yeah. I want to ask you, Paige, a similar question about Lee, but before I do, I want to, uh, if you wouldn't mind explaining the roles of 
a producer and a first idea. I think most people who aren't in the film world know kind of what a producer was or at least have an idea because mm-hmm. we see that title on like a bunch of stuff. Absolutely. Uh, could you quickly explain like what those two roles yes. typically do? So I've never exactly mixed the two. Right. But it's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really cool because obviously I feel as if I would, I fit best as a producer role. I'm very organized. I like to strategize, lead, pull yeah. people together and make sure everyone's like on task. Mm-hmm. Um, which is generally the the job of a producer, but mixing yeah. it with AD, um, I'm also getting a grasp on the set and what goes on during production, like during the production phase itself, and right. how things are going to be flowing on set, who's going to be where, um, mm-hmm. what what shots we're shooting when. Yep. So it's really great to be a part of both the pre production and production process. Yeah. yeah, it's honestly really great because I have this sense of. Um, I don't like to control people. Don't get me wrong. I don't mean that. Right. But I feel like I'm empowered and I work my best when I am in control. Yeah. Um, That's fair. Yeah. So as a producer, you know, accumulating the crew to start, uh, categorizing what where they're going to be, where they fall, finding the department heads, making sure that they're on task with their, their crew. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with our other producer, Camille. Shout out Camille. He's mm-hmm. amazing yeah. also. We mm-hmm. couldn't do it without him. Absolutely. Um, you know, we hold a lot of meetings talking about like budget, logistics, like transportation, set operations, feeding a crew, locations, permits, yeah. just budgeting. And it's really any aspect that goes into filmmaking that I think you're right. A lot of people that aren't in the film world don't realize that, right. hey, you know, um, paper is in our budget. Yeah. You know, we have to print scripts, call sheets, mm-hmm. you know, breakdowns of the scenes and everything like that. Yeah. And it's just worrying about every itty bitty detail that goes into making a film to make sure that it runs efficiently, smoothly, and the best it could possibly run. Mm-hmm. And then being able to shift that over to the production side of things. Producers are on set, you know, they right. sometimes are in the office, but they they're still active. But being able to also first AD I love it. Like I can take that, you know, that kind of shift of control and bring it to the set. Make sure I'm keeping everyone on task time wise instead of just budget. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm able to, you know, make sure Lee has everything that he needs, Mm -hmm. that all the department heads are cooperating and doing their job correctly, making sure every single set aspect of being on set is running smoothly. And yeah, because as the first AD, you were the director's like right hand person like I think you are I'm, who they what is it to. your right leg i'm your right leg you're my right leg okay yeah you're see. my crutch <laughs> couldn't be more true no. <laughs> i'm gonna sign your crutch page <laughs> i i what i what i would like to say is i i feel like i i could gush about page right i'm gonna cry non-stop. so you should stop because this we'll is get so ready. hard Here first cry on the podcast let's Here go, go baby oh, let's do it i'm trained for this <laughs> the quest to make page cry right stop it doesn't take should i start crying again yeah (laughs) like like episode three i just gotta get in that scene again yeah but i but i genuinely mean it i i could absolutely gush about page 100 he has to me a bunch there off the podcast he's like everyone i talk to so many people approach me to work on their projects and Mm -hmm. most of their recommendation is from you really yes and i thank you from the bottom of my heart because (laughs) to not only be recognized by somebody but to be promoted to someone like yeah it's It's amazing i think it's one of the highest compliments you can give it really is and i don't know how to handle it i'm just so full of love and appreciation (laughs) i just want to burn yeah well all of those people you know (laughs) i said all of that in confidence (laughs) Uh, (laughs) no i i tell Paige this in moments of just like honest Jess where it's just like you know I I would not 
be in this position if you were not a part of this. And mm -hmm. I genuinely cannot thank her enough. Yeah. It's it's insane. I was just I, telling um, him in the car, and don't you gush about me too much. You, <laughs> I have things to say about this man. Please don't. In the car too, we were talking about you know we we have our um, campaign up to raise some money for the film, right? Which we'll talk about later. Yeah, and... link in the description. Yes, check it out. <clears throat> check it out. <laughs> check out our our Indiegogo yeah. right below for cutthroat. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, but like in the car too, he's talking about, you know, this is his senior thesis and I'm only a junior being having transferred in last year. And I You just transferred last year? Yeah. It does not show. Doesn't sorry, make I'm sense. cutting you sorry. Oh really? That's great. wow. Sorry. Could that blows my mind. Wait, you wanna <laughs> I'm you a senior and I just I just learned what movies are yesterday. She oh he's I mean Sorry, I totally of, cut you off. But in a that, lot of aspects, I did not know it that. feels like she she should be someone who's fresh, but She's yeah. so. I'm weathered. I'm old. <laughs> she's so much more than that, and and it's so crazy. I sometimes like, sometimes I find myself just like staring and just like, oh my god, Paige, you are like, you're totally owning this. I'm gonna wear a mirror next time because you're worth staring at as well, sir. You're there an was, inspiration to us all. There was one moment when um we had a meeting, and. I remember messaging Paige and also messaging you and saying how stressed and like yeah. freaking out I was. We've um, had many a conversation and, and phone call. I remember Paige, you just like said to me, like, this isn't your job. Like, we got this. And when you said that to me, like, you have no idea. Just lifted. You have no yeah. idea, like, how much I like freaked out in the car because I, I've been on sets where you you end up wearing all these different hats. Mm -hmm. And I mean, yeah, in some cases it's like that, but in a better situation, it wouldn't be like that. Right. Um, you'd have someone who can, you know, like I said, you know, carry the load for you and yeah. help you out. And what what Paige and also Camille have done is, mm -hmm. is just phenomenal. It's yeah. incredible. They've carried my water for me. A lot, mm -hmm. and we have to. You have a heart leg. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally a medical. Yeah, you have a doctor's note. This is required. What's required? <laughs> but I, the I, insurance won't kick in if they super, don't. Super, super. I get a Girl Scout badge for that. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just super thankful for their ethic, their work ethic, yeah. and just the kind of people that they are. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'll let you. <clears> yes. Continue. Sorry. Now back to the page. I Peterson genuinely show. just didn't know that you would. <laughs> That that was the case. So I just I wasn't apologize. here. This is a Lee's gushing about Paige podcast, and I'm feeling All right, very cursed and uncomfortable. No, like, <laughs> and before, before I'm, I'm going to cut you off again because apparently I'm a terrible host. But I just want to explain to people who maybe have not worked before, worked in film before, and maybe don't understand why this is so emotional for us. When you work on a movie with people, this sounds very cliche but you very much become a family. Absolutely. And we have all, see, there you go, baby. <laughs> that was all set, but it was a cute little thing. Um, <laughs> we reconnection did a lot to bring us all together. Shout out to Seth Cunningham. Thank you. Thank um, you, reconnection, for my family, honestly. Yeah, like, absolutely. I would not be here if it weren't for that. Yeah, and episode three was a crazy time, and... Uh, I think I've said this before on the podcast, so I won't fully dive into this thing that I think about a lot. But when I think about other industries and just other careers and jobs in general, I feel like your coworkers and those like in Best Buy, you know, those are your coworkers, those are your friends. You know, you you hang out when you're working there. Maybe you hang out like outside a little bit. 
But I think the bond of maybe working at Best Buy for a year would not be as matched as working on Reconnection for one weekend or working on any set for one weekend. I mean, it's a different kind of bond because Mm -hmm. it's just a different experience. But when you take a bunch of people who are really passionate about one thing and you throw them into the pit, basically, and say, solve these problems Mm -hmm. and try to tell a meaningful story, that really brings people together. So I know to people who are maybe not in film, this may sound like really gushy like we're just hyping each other up yeah and and (laughs) we're gonna get to cutthroat in a second but um this is just kind of what happens and it's much better to be this way than for it to be like i hated working with lee i hated working with Paige. you know so this is just was the worst (laughs) well I'll, i'll just to just to add i would say that some of the relationships that i have at best buy I can think of a couple just right off the top of my head. Those are the ones that are like, you guys are invited to the funeral whenever I go. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Um, but the relationships that I, I made with you guys and mm-hmm. honestly a week, it, it was just that we were, we were literally all in the trenches together yeah. doing the exact same thing that we all love. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and even in those moments, we were all just so appreciative and in awe of like how hard one another was working mm-hmm. for the other person without really even knowing a lot. And yeah, so we're all it just working towards the same goal and we all bring yeah. something to it. And you don't really expect it, but you're doing your job, they're doing their job, and like collectively you just make it and you make it better than you ever imagined. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And it's, it's because of those that incredible. are around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's incredible. But what I wanted to ask you though was I know that it was a very, you know, therapeutic moment mm-hmm. for you. Like um, the, the the ending of episode three? Well, just the whole, just the whole thing. Whole thing. Yeah, it sure. must have been. Yeah, and it was a lot. I imagine as well for you because, you know, it was coming to an end. Uh, you had worked really so hard on episode two and mm-hmm. episode three. Did you guys feel the same pressure that I'm wondering? Okay, so I'm wondering if you guys felt the same pressure that I felt. It was like, man, I got to know all these guys' phone numbers because it's hmm. like, I I feel like it would be absolutely criminal if I did not, mm-hmm. you know, continue or maintain some sort of relationship mm-hmm. with these people. I agree with that. I mean, mm-hmm. luckily, being part of the drive, which shout out to Google for yeah. accumulating all these Google this information for us. Google Drive is the backbone of student films. Honestly, <laughs> um, I have reached out to, I want to say everyone, no, like most people, if not everybody on that crew, and mm-hmm. I have continued to work with them on other projects. Some of them I carry along with me every time because I know who works hard. I know who I like work best mm-hmm. with. And I know who did a great job and like blew me away. Um, mm-hmm. You say you noticed me. I mean, I noticed just so many people that mm-hmm. are passionate. And I've been on not so great sets. Yep. Um, we all have. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's rough. But it's a learning experience. And yeah. My first real, real crew that I had been a part of was the Reconnection crew. And Hmm. yeah. And, you know, there were some people I met on episode three, like Lee, that I hadn't on episode two. But regardless, just being in a room full of every single person that was so passionate about their position in film and they worked to the best of their abilities. And I tend to work like that in everything that I do, or at least I try. So that was just so mind boggling to me, just seeing so many people so passionate about everything. And it. It really like made my heart so full and warm. And mm-hmm. I do keep in touch with so many people. And I do ask everyone from that set and that crew to work with me on other things. I mean, they've proven their their worth and that they're hard workers and that they're passionate mm-hmm. and they would they produce great work. And I would be nothing without them, without you guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, shout out to Seth. Like, thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's just been everything. And 
the biggest part of film here at SCAD is networking. Mm-hmm. And I've been so like lucky and blessed to be able to network with like literally the best filmmakers I've ever, mm-hmm. ever met. So yeah, I love you guys. I agree oh completely. Gosh. Shout and out that's you. the episode. No, I'm kidding. All right. <laughs> I'll I, write I, your eulogy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, I mean, but I hated like, to bring up something so morbid. But no, but know. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying. It's those forever people. Re- replace funeral with wedding. There you go. <laughs> okay. There you go. That's or definitely a birthday better. party. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I want to talk about, now that we are through gushing over each other, mm-hmm. um, I want to talk about Cutthroat, which is the reason y'all are both here. Uh, Lee, this is your senior film as a film student you know this is kind of like our coup de gras if you will what we kind of are pushing for the whole time you know like our whole four years of film school lead up to this so obviously sure. a big deal to be making one but can you give us like the log line of cutthroat or a quick description just like explain the story in like an elevator pitch yeah, uh, Cutthroat is about an up-and-coming model named Ines who is navigating her way through the uh, fast-paced and often brutal uh, fashion industry. Mm-hmm. You're not really in the world of fashion. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so where I'm does not. the inspiration for this story come from? I've also wondered this. You know, I'm very interested to finally hear it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we talked a little bit about the problem-solving stuff earlier, but... I went to a SCAD fashion show, and one thing that I found to be really interesting was watching all of the people behind the scenes yeah, and the way that they move and the way that they were solving problems. It was honestly like watching, you know, a pack of lions hunt. It was very surgical, and it was it was really cool to watch, mm-hmm. and I was really fascinated by it. I had started writing a story that was totally different, and then some issues came about with that, and then I had to start from scratch, and then it happened again, mm. and then and then I found myself just reworking the story, and when I reworked it, I I made it instead of about love, I made it more about just self-preservation and sacrifices and those those are actually the themes that i actually go for in films Hmm. Uh, so it i guess it makes perfect sense that i would write something that that's all about that yeah and when i was thinking i was at the drawing board you know just thinking it just made perfect sense when i was considering everything that i found to be super fascinating about you know watching those people behind the scenes at the fashion show and then how I was trying to rework the script as it was, you know, those two just kind of, it just, it just collided and made made perfect sense, you know? So how long ago did you write the first draft? Whoa. Okay. (laughs) Two years ago. Oh, wow. Two years ago. Did you know that it was going to be for your senior? Great question. I knew it was going to be for my senior. I knew it was going to be for my senior. Wow. What was that like? It was, so far ahead. it was necessary, like I've already established. I'm someone who I, I like to keep busy. Mm-hmm. So I knew what I knew what I wanted to do and I knew the kind of story I wanted to tell and how I wanted to do it. And I just needed needed that story. So I think it started it started over summer. Um I was talking to Jorg and Professor Shuttle. Um, yeah, and mm-hmm. he, he he and I were talking and uh, what came out of that 
conversation was a 32 page script and <laughs> keeping it keeping it simple as yeah, always keeping it you short know. and easy um 32 page script and that story was strictly about just falling in love i don't know why it started that way um hmm. it just it just kind of kind of happened and we we were gearing up to try to like do some you know practice shots and different other things like auditions like we were we were trying to get things like rolling because we we kind of felt like it was going to be pretty big right and what ended up happening is that project ended up falling to the wayside because of a couple of issues outside once that happened it allowed me the opportunity to rework it and then that script changed it must have gone through maybe 12 different passes um worked its way down to 18 pages then I remember meeting with a couple of people at Coffee Roasters, people that I wasn't really familiar with, and I had had them read read the story, and they were all fixated on this one part that was all about the fashion designer and the model, and they had like a really explosive just kind of interaction, mm -hmm. and they were really focused on that. And so what ended up happening was... I remember taking that that one page and tacking it onto my wall and just staring at it for for a really long time. And the only thing that was going through my mind that night was, man, why didn't they like the other stuff hmm. as much as they liked this stuff? And I mean, the simple answer was that there wasn't really any truth to it. And when it came truth right to down the to the rest or truth to that scene? Any truth to the rest. Hmm. Um, because... I think what I was doing was writing just to be, you know, flowery and, mm. you know, because I could. Right. And I think what I needed to do was, you know, tell a story that, that I felt like I could connect to. And then I, you know, started to approach it from like, how would I feel, you know, if I was in an industry and I was clawing for everything and like, how far would I go? And I was like, I mean, that's what I do now. You know, and it, it just made perfect sense. And so I reformatted the script and it became about a model who is, you know, being pushed. And in a lot of ways, we can relate that to film. I Absolutely. mean, yeah, it's it's like we're all in the situation one way or another where we're faced with something that we really want and it seems unobtainable. And I mean, just the measures that we'll go through for it. I mean, much like film school, we'll push and push. We'll be PAs, you know, we'll work our way up. We will work all through the nights mm -hmm. we will have meeting after meeting and because it's all worth it it's for something that we all really really want and mm -hmm. in the term in terms of cutthroat she goes through a bit more of extreme endeavors to achieve her goal but it's it's not something far from our minds it's something we all know very well yeah as humans it's part of human nature is to just you know push push yourself and mm -hmm. see how far you can uh you know, push those limits, yeah. test them out. One thing that I did uh, in preparation before I started writing the script, um, which was a new thing that I've never done, I did kind of a quick survey with some people just asking that question, like, what kind of extremes would you go to to, mm -hmm. like, do, do or to accomplish this specific thing that you wanted? And people would give like pretty drastic answers. There, mm. there was one guy I remember. It was funny. I asked him at a bar, and oh, so you were just doing this to like strangers? I was doing it to strangers. Wow. Just asking. That's the best and way to survey yeah. the crowd. I 
I remember asking him, and his name was Jonathan, and we were at a bar sitting there. This older guy he was already a little drunk, and he was talking about how he he did masonry work. And I remember asking him, you know, have you ever just like wanted to do something and like that opportunity was kind of taken away from you? And he was like, oh man, I could think about a ton of things, you know, that, that I wanted to do, but you know, I just never really got that opportunity. And he was like, man, but if I got in the room with those guys and they, they gave me a chance, he's like, man, I would do this. I would do this. And he, he was going off and saying all of these crazy wild things mm-hmm. But I mean, genuinely, it's it may seem wild hearing it from mm-hmm. someone, but it'd probably be no different from, you know, if you had the opportunity to do this, or would you do it? Mm-hmm. I and I think that's I think that's why stories like, you know, the Hunger Games, you know, connect with people. Right. Because it's like would you kill someone to get back to your family? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, mm. And there you go, Hunger Games. So, <laughs> and um, Hunger Games. As vulgar and cruel as they are, I mean, yeah. they have right. a purpose. So, you were, Paige, you were talking about um, how film is similar to the story that it can be a harrowing experience. Y'all are in the pre-production stage, but soon y'all are going to go into shooting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to come way quicker. Oh, than, it already is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's flying at us. Um Throughout this process, what problems have y'all faced? Working with other people is a very delicate thing. Mm-hmm. And I think you develop, you know, really close bonds, you know, those familial bonds that we were talking about. Yeah. Um, you develop those things and like we're all in the process of where we're actually doing that. And I think what what we all are accustomed to is working with people who are willing to go the extra mile for you because they they believe in you, they believe in what you're doing, and you know they they are attached to the project and mean something to them. And I guess some of the things that become difficult is if you're working with people who aren't exactly invested um, like you are. Um, if you're giving a hundred percent and someone else is you know maybe only giving twenty, then you've got to maybe backtrack and give an extra eighty so that they can catch up but then by that time you know everyone else has like moved on to the next step and now you've got to double you know your workload in some cases triple your workload yeah um so that's that's been difficult um it's a process of weaning those people out absolutely it really is and it's tough because i mean those people deserve an opportunity just like us or anything Mm -hmm. like that but it it comes to a point where you have to have to be tough and I think that being tough has been probably the hardest thing for me personally because it's it's not really that's not really the kind of person that I am I don't want to like I don't want to ever like feel like I took a opportunity away from someone Um, but at the same time this is a very precious thing that we're dealing with right and I want to I want to make sure that it has all of the, you know, opportunities that it can get. Right. Yeah. So I think there's a very fine line between being a part of a crew and like for a film and being passionate about a film. Mm -hmm. And yeah, wow, that's a really good way to put it. Yes, absolutely. There really is. And there's always more some that are passionate more so than others. And Mm -hmm. as long as everyone puts the effort in that they're expected to do great. When you're with a room full of crew members that want to put in that effort and then beyond, 
it just makes it easier. It makes it mm -hmm. easier to love. It makes it easier to work on. It makes it easier yeah. to go ahead and execute. And easier to work harder, too. Absolutely. It may, When you have the support of your crew working hard, and that like, you can work harder as well. But mm -hmm. I guess a lot of the pre-production process with any film um, is is facing the fact that not everyone's going to have the passion like you do. Mm -hmm. And I was telling Lee earlier, you know, I'm telling my family to help support if they can and such so we can raise money to go ahead and execute the film. But that, like, this isn't my senior project. I'm only a junior. But this is my baby. Like, mm -hmm. this film means so much to me. And I want to see it do its best because I know it can do greater than what we expect the best is. Right. And I know that our crew can do so as well. I mean, we're, we have a lot of great people that have been backing us up on this the whole process. And it's just, it's hard to get everyone on a level when it's your personal level of excitement sometimes. Right. I know Lee and Camille and I have sat in a room sometimes and just discussed how much it means to us and just the yeah. huge, huge plans we have. And I don't know. I mean. And I will say that I am so, so, so thankful and happy that we are at a point now where we we have a phenomenal crew. Yeah, you've Absolutely. got the right people. Yeah. We're ready for anything from, now. From Nia and Thomas who are both working in sound for us with John as well. And we've got Erica Terry, who's our lead editor, and Elizabeth Hanchu. Um, I, I could go on and right. on and talk about everybody on that whole crew because the reason why they are on the crew still and why they're people that I want to work with in the future is because each and every person on that crew I have individually thought about and they're there because I respect them and I value what mm -hmm. they do. And I, I'm i honestly in awe of like all the different things that they do and what they're able to accomplish. They're, they're so talented. And I genuinely find myself being very lucky. But the process of weeding, weeding it out to get to that, you know, right. it, it can be tough. Um, a lot of pushback <laughs> um, from like doing pitches and stuff like that. I've been I've been talking with a lot of different investors about the project and just to kind of gauge the audiences and it's been going well and the reason why it's been going well is that I have such a stellar crew mm -hmm. and they they've been just so professional mm -hmm. um even writing the crew bios for the website oh and stuff gosh. was it was it was hard in the sense that I'm not a good writer, but so easy for the words to just flow out of my mouth and then via right. my fingers for the computer. Um, everyone is just incredible. Like the energy they bring on set and their personalities alone, how I've seen everyone start to collaborate now that we're like four weeks out. It's just it's so awing. Like I see people yeah. in the hallway and I'm just I want to cry and hug them because I'm so right. grateful for all the hard work they have put in. Mm -hmm. And it shows. I mean, like you said, I you're all graduating a year ahead of me, but I do hope I work with you again. I mean, it, this is like full of some of the most talented people I've ever met. And yeah. we really couldn't do it without the whole crew. Absolutely. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, and I've already a, told mm. Paige that <laughs> I will not do another project without. <laughs> You've told me the same thing. You know, I, about I, you. Not I, about me, but about you. I won't, I we won't do it. We want you to, Wes. Because <laughs> she, she honestly has been, you know, really solid. And I think it's, I think it's important to find... Uh, people that you collaborate really well with. Oh, for sure. You know, I think I think that's what makes like certain certain people in in the school or even in the industry stand out even more is because yeah. they work with those specific people who already know like 
they already had that rapport. So like, right. And that's what real networking is. Absolutely. I used to always think networking was you meet a famous person and they give you a PA job. But yeah, it's like, not even. It yeah. could be your peers that even haven't had the success as these celebrities we've always awed on. Like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you want to be a director. I want to be a producer. And the fact that we've established the relationship we have. And I don't think I've ever gotten along with a director as well as you. And just the fact that our minds, we work in different ways, but we always come to like a great outcome. I mean, it, it's just so refreshing and like, I rely on you just as much as you rely on me. And it's just so nice that I can come to you with my ideas and my concerns. And I know you'll take it well. And you will mm-hmm. help me with my job as I will do my best to make your job easier for you as well. And that's a big key. Like, director and producer relationship is, can oh, make my gosh, break that's key. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. probably the most important relationship on a film, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big connection between the pre-production and the production process and even post. Um, yeah. You know, both are involved in all three stages of filming. And... It's just they inspire your crew as well, you know, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. when you have the department heads under us like we do, you know, Michael and Tessa and Erica and Thomas mm-hmm. and Nia and just everybody K-Flo. and K-Flow on costumes. Yeah. yeah, we have Tiana and Nicole and art, art department there. Like, it's just we really have the best people supporting us. And mm-hmm. the fact that we get along and we get along with our, our department heads and their crews, it's just we're really thankful. Like, I've never yeah. haven't sat and reflected on it until right now, honestly. Well, and. I'm emotional. This is great. And we're <laughs> so excited to go ahead yeah. and actually like really put this to, the, you know, take it to the, the studio and film it. Yeah. yeah. When this episode comes out, you'll be three weeks away. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. From, that's that's crunch from time. Production. So, I, yeah. I mean, we I'm have the passion. So we have the support. You know, we have the great crew. Um, we have the relationships and the dedication and the passion. And we just really need to, you know, push through these last four weeks and really mm-hmm. get to where we need to go to bring this to life yeah <laughs> and we're so excited to do so bring it to the big screen Heck yeah, yeah. Um, well for those listening there's a really convenient way that you can get involved in this project um like we've mentioned a little bit y'all are doing an indiegogo fundraising campaign mm-hmm. um for the film and it is live right now if you are listening to this episode like within a week when it comes out or something like that and uh there's a link to the indiegogo campaign in the description of this episode Let's talk about fundraising, because that is uh, a challenge. Asking for money for a creative project is always difficult. Absolutely. Um, I think part of one of the big parts of fundraising is like finding out ways to make it benefit the person contributing, as well as you, the person trying to raise money. And I think y'all have done a good job at like making that mutually beneficial. So this campaign, where's that money going to go to? How is it going to influence the film? And what are some some of the fun little perks that people can can redeem and perhaps win? Well, first of all, I would love to shout out to West Givens. Yes. Um, our very own podcast host tonight. Um, <laughs> you really have helped us a lot forming, you know, the structure of our Indiegogo campaign and how we can attract others. And it's not like we don't have things to give. It's just you know, we excel in certain areas like yeah. producing yeah, and directing. Sure. And just to have you consult us and go ahead and help us create that to be like you said, to describe efficiently the mutual benefits that it would mm-hmm. have for both parties was great. I um, loved helping. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun to make. I've never made yeah. a campaign before, but, you know, going ahead and writing down the story, getting the gist without, mm-hmm. you know, any spoilers. Um, right, and it's a really interesting practice of, like, visualizing the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, how it's going to look like. It's really cool. Yeah, and we were able to include a little bit of story art, right. storyboard art by Elena Sanchez. She went ahead and created that for us. We... 
you know, throughout the page itself, we went ahead and like kept it cohesive in right. including our logo and its colors and a mm-hmm. little bit of the reflection of the film. Um, I know we right. had a video in there going ahead and explaining it from our very own yep. DP, Michael, and then, of course, Lee. Right. Um, and then going ahead and just explaining the impact that it would have, like any donation. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, we went down... To the little nitty gritty as far as to say that a $5 donation really would buy a model of fake set of eyelashes. And you don't really think about that, but, you know, $5 can go a long way. We have um, 12 outstanding model actresses that are going to be a part of this. And being that we're not only executing a film, we are putting on a full-fledged fashion show. There are going to be costume designers on this, hairstylists, makeup artists. You know, we have wardrobe assistants and we have someone curating the show itself while we are also focusing on creating a short film. I mean, mm-hmm. it's extremely advantageous for a group of students. And like I said, I mean, the passion that we have in our crew is everything we need to go ahead and execute this big vision. Right. So just trying to put the impact on there to let people know that this is, it's not any other ordinary short film. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a big uh, two for one deal here and, yeah. you know, breaking down budget, um, introducing our fantastic crew members, um, mm. It's just it's been a process to go ahead and put that up. But honestly, it it was really satisfying to go ahead and see it all out there and know that we can help people understand. Because if you're not in right. filming, you don't understand how far ten dollars can go. But or like why you need to know in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, everyone thinks, OK, maybe equipment rentals, which luckily we can get a lot of it from SCAD. But yeah. that doesn't even cut the cost. I mean, we have to right. we're we were filming in a studio. Right. So our amazing art department is going to be completely constructing from scratch a 30-foot runway for these models to go ahead and walk on. And in addition to that, you know, we have to get some chairs for our audience members. We have custom-designed gowns for every model, um, which then will be altered to fit appropriately, shoes to accent, jewelry, makeup. I mean, it's it's all a lot of things that go yeah. into this big, cohesive hole. Um, wow. You know, paying for our crew to eat, that's yep. probably one of the largest chunks that we account for, and not not many people expect that. So Yeah, I think that's something that I remember I was explaining that to my brother uh, whenever we were talking about the music video that we made for him uh, spring quarter. Um, I was telling him, like, yeah, sweet. Well, I got all these people that are going to come work on it. He was like, so I assume we have to pay them. And I was like, no, they just want to work on it. He was like, well, then he just couldn't constant. He just couldn't wrap his mind around that because that's <laughs> such a unique thing for people to come work for free. Absolutely. But then I was like, we do have to feed them. Yeah, like, they just that's want the, some good grub. They just want some good food. So, um, and that cost for food adds up quickly. Tremendously. <laughs> I mean, our crew. Yes. We have about fifty-five excellent, amazing, hardworking crew members. Um, about just... thirty-five of them will be on set. Oh man! Yeah, plus wow. our sixteen main actors, and then one of the days we're—that's not including sh- your actors. No, that's thirty-five on set, sixteen crew members, and then we're shooting for sixty extras for one of the days. So it's over a hundred and wow. you know, hundred and something something people. It's a lot of mouths to feed. But then again, like you said, I mean, people don't want to get paid because they're passionate about it as well. Like they, they just want they want to eat. They want that family experience, that interaction right. on set. Like, you know, you work hard, you get a break to really reflect and appreciate like all the hard works everyone put in. Everyone's put into it. Yeah. So. And I think it shows. It's good like, to feed them a good meal. Yeah, and that's absolutely. hard to find for a little inexpensive. Exactly. And I think the fact that you have that many people working on it should show that people care about it. Yeah. yeah. Like that should show already that you have like the support i have people asking me that they they want to be a part of it right it's excellent and that means so much to us yeah like 
I could cry. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I definitely will at rap, if not 40 times before. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, so what are some of these fantastic, amazing, incredible perks that people could get if they donate to your lovely Indiegogo campaign? Fantastic, amazing perks, you ask? That's what I, that's, that is what I ask. That's, well, that's I what have, he wants to know. That's well, what I want to you know. Well, know what, West, I'm I do. I'm a potential investor. I do, in fact, have an answer for you. I, I'd love to hear it right. through high-quality podcast content. Absolutely. Are you ready? <laughs> I am. Okay. For the low price of $5, you can earn yourself a couple little um, perks that come with your donation, mm -hmm. like a digital copy of the film, like a social media shout out. Incredible. And, you know, if you dig under your couch a little bit, save your gas money or lunch money for a night and uh, donate $10, you're not only getting these previous perks mentioned, but you're also going to enter your name into a raffle to win a flat screen TV. I'm sorry, did you just say that if I donate $10 or more, I could enter to win a raffle to win a flat screen TV? In fact, yes, West, I did. $10 or more gets you not only one, but as you go up in the donation price, you can get two, three, four, even five entries to win a <clears throat> flat screen TV. There you go. That is it. Yes. Pretty, I mean, <laughs> pretty solid incentive. You know, we, we yeah. also are giving away some T-shirts, stickers, lanyards. But, yeah. you know, I mean, people like to watch Cutthroat on big screen TV. So. Exactly. Could Absolutely. not have said it better. Was that good? You like that? It was perfect. Okay. <laughs> for your for your next movie, instead of auctioning off a TV, you should off, auction off like an entire huge projection system. Oh <laughs> like, Why like don't we project it grand. on the moon? Yeah, like exactly. refrigerators. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you need a refrigerator for your house? Dude, do you know refrigerators have like, <laughs> you know, you work at Best Buy. You can download photos, type a note to your wife saying lunch is in the fridge. That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. That's, we're at, yeah, we're at the point where we should be able to project Cutthroat on the Moon for its premiere. Exactly. Well, I look forward to seeing it in the sky. Well, I'm happy that Me you guys well. brought that up. Oh, no. Because. Do tell. <laughs> I've been in talks with NASA. I've been in talks <laughs> with top men. Yeah. <laughs> the in aliens? The, in the government. You talking to the aliens? The government, as we call it. <laughs> Um, it's, you know, we've been talking a lot about how like it's, it can be weird for people who aren't in the creative world or the film industry that don't fully understand it, but movies cost a lot of money yeah. and like Tungsten is all about, uh, celebrating independent creators and giving them a platform to share their ideas. And I think one of the best ways you can support independent people is putting your money where your mouth is and donating $5 or $10. Because it really does go a long way and uh, it can just raise the film to like an, an even greater level that you wouldn't even think that it could go. So definitely check out the link in the description. Uh, it's going to be a huge help. It's going to be an amazing movie. I can't wait to see it. I really want to come to set and just hang out. If you'd have me. Well, yeah. We you'll, have to bring, you'll have to bring a peanut butter and jelly. I can do that. You don't can... have to feed me. I just want to come hang. Absolutely. All are welcome. Well, Perfect. <clears throat> West is welcome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, you, you know that we wanted you to come and do like behind the scenes stuff. Oh, yeah. I want to come take some behind the scenes pictures. Yeah. You've we'd love to have you. have been on our list. Yeah. It'd be It'll be fun. Maybe yeah. I'll just, maybe I'll do some like interviews or something. That would be really cool. It'd be fun. That, that would be, be great. Could be fun. You could be, um, you know, like the red carpet for the guests leading into right. the fashion show. Ooh, that's a damn good. That's a producer good idea, right there. You know, I and we could do it for free. <laughs> exactly, Wes. Could, if you could just give me a minute, I want to talk to Paige. <laughs> yeah, Wes, if you could get out real quick. Hey, yeah, Paige. <laughs> yes, Lee. Paige, let's let's a talk. A minute of your time. <laughs> I'm a hunter, <laughs> um, You're incredible. <laughs> 
Stop. You always praise me, but like, as West knows and the rest of our crew, Lee is like, gosh, he's the ammo. Lee was my behind this heartbeat on episode three of he Reconnection. He is a heartbeat. Like, when I get a little too frazzled, Lee is like always there with his big old smile just to like calm me down and bring me back to earth. And just when he first approached me with the project, the passion he had, how could I say no? I mean, yeah. aside from me wanting to be a part of it regardless, he is just knowing that he came up with this film and he is so passionate about it and mm-hmm. accumulating some of the most important crew members I've ever met. Like, yeah, it's just he's fantastic. And he really is my backbone just as much as he says I might be his. And right. That's what I mean. Like the perfect yeah. producer director relationship. Who knew it could exist right here in your very own little studio? West. Exactly. And I want to emphasize that I wouldn't have anyone on this podcast if I didn't believe in them as artists and also if like especially with the series where I'm interviewing seniors like raising money for their thesis films I wouldn't have anyone on if I didn't think that they deserved money and think that they could make a really good thing so you know please consider this as an official tungsten slash west givens endorsement of cutthroat and of everyone else that has been on this podcast um because I wouldn't spend an hour of my life interviewing them and then like 12 hours of my life editing the interview if I didn't (laughs) Uh, believe in them and I very much believe in y'all on this project and uh, I could not have gotten through episode three of Reconnection if it wasn't for Lee. I remember very vividly the very last night as we were gearing up for my crying scene and I'd never done an on-screen crying scene of Lee giving me like, what was it, menthol rub under my eyes which is like activating the tear ducts but I also needed like, like that was to get there emotionally and I just remember we were on Kiera's porch, Kiera, who was the first AD and uh, director of episode two. We're sitting on Kiera's porch. It's open air, you know, like it's super late. <laughs> Everyone's tired. <laughs> and Lee is just looking at me. We're like in because you were fanning the menthol in my eyes so that it would activate what and make my tear ducts activate. And we're just looking there and we're just in like this fierce eye contact. And I just felt like so protected and calm and safe because it was very vulnerable. One, to be a director just at all is a very vulnerable state. It was very vulnerable because I was directing someone else's script, which I'd never done before. It was the biggest crew I'd ever directed of like 33 people. And here we are, the very last shot of the last episode that we've been working all year on is me sobbing. (laughs) So that was a lot of pressure on my shoulders. And I felt very safe and i you know trusted you a lot in that moment and Paige, you absolutely killed it uh oh, thank you. again i i didn't know your title but i was just like just if like i need problems fixed i'll just tell Paige, <laughs> just Paige. and it'll be fixed <laughs> and we'll figure it out but i'm very excited to see what happens with this project i think that the scale you're going for is amazing i love the ambition behind it and please go donate to their campaign again links are in the description of this episode follow is it Cutthroat Film on Instagram? It's Cutthroat Film on Instagram, yeah. And even just a quick share of the link would be yeah, ins- yeah. amazing as if well. If you can't share, like I get, you know, if you're also a broke college student, I get that money can be tight and maybe you can't even donate <laughs> $5. But like sharing the link is huge because that generates just attention about it. And like the more people that know that y'all are doing this in general will just make your lives easier. And I would love to have y'all back on when you're in the pre or in the post-production stages yeah, to talk about absolutely. like how That'd it be went. Fun. I mentioned this a few episodes, however many episodes, it feels like forever ago, uh, on my episode with 
Andrew Painter, I at the end of the episode pitched my idea of having my like end of the year tungsten live event where we screen films and stuff. Oh yeah. When that happens, if you would like, if I'd I have love. your permission, oh, we Lee, would love. Cutler will love. definitely be there. I would love um, that. Thank y'all so much for coming on. This has been a bunch of fun. Um, thank you, Wes. If, this, this has it's been right. amazing. If it's okay with you, I would just like to thank my crew. Thank yeah. everyone who is working with me, who has worked with me. Uh, thank you for this opportunity to come here and yeah, of talk course. about this project. And also thank you for anyone who has already donated or going to donate. Uh, I truly, truly appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. It means a lot. I donated and you should too, folks. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening and uh, we'll see you in the next one.